This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In CISO. Oh, it's fabulous! A strike to get you up off your feet! Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 30. We have just put five per chef past Sheffield United. Another one. Another five goals at Sheffield. So stuff that up your arse, Sheffield. Sheffield is blue. It is in fact blue. Sheffield United. Wednesday just, all the before way. Before we get cancelled. Oh, don't say that. I still don't like, don't let, we don't like Wednesday. Please, we don't like Wednesday. We, let's not get on that, Ben. Let's leave that where it was. No, I'm yeah. a big fan of Wednesday. We don't like Wednesday. I loved playing them in the championship. It was so much fun. All, only good memories against Sheffield. Um, no, boys, uh, how are we doing, Maz? Are you good? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Just uh, went for a run earlier, and now I'm in peak condition to talk about the absolute annihilation of Sheffield United. Love that. You just had your pamper session in time for this one as well. <laughs> yeah, I had a little pamper session last night. Uh, as you can see, the skin is glistening, but I didn't get any compliments from you boys, so appreciate that. Keep me no, humble. No, Maz like said, it. can you recognise anything different? And I said, your eyebrows look like they've been done. And he said, no, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we normally have to be fair. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, have you you had any pamper sessions? Did you have a spa day with your mum for her birthday? <laughs> no, mate. I wish I did. Um, but no, happy birthday to mum, belatedly, because this is going out the day after now. But yeah, um, yeah happy birthday to yeah, mum. And to actually Mumsy. dad, because his birthday is on Thursday and nobody listened to this too. Um, so yeah, happy birthday to both and why not? But yeah, no, mate, what a good way to spend a birthday though. 5-0, my gosh. Uh, the only blue thing in Sheffield is Brighton, mate, because that was a, an annihilation again. Um, but yeah, five, two, two, was it three weeks actually? Three weeks and five, two fives. That's that's yeah. crazy, crazy. And, and Sheffield, the only team to hold sheet. five, a, three in a row. Oliver Bruggen got his first clean sheet in the Premier League. It's only taken him five months. <laughs> February, February eighteenth, he gets his first uh, clean Poor sheet lad. after signing in the summer. Um, we all know that's not just down to him. It's down to not playing a lot. And also down to the defence in front of him and the issues we've had. But yeah, what a moment for him to finally get it. I'm sure it was a massive, massive relief. When that goal, when they, when they disallowed goal went in, I was thinking, oh, classic. We can't we, we can't keep the clean sheet for love nor money, but I'm glad he finally done it. Um, probably talk about that a little bit more in the uh, episode. We've got a few decent talking points, actually, after the game. Got Roberto Zerbi linked with Barcelona. Sam Jewell linked with Chelsea and Man United. Dan Ashworth's gone to Man United now, it seems. Apart from all this gardening leave nonsense, obviously now Barco's officially joined the squad in England. So we've got a few nice stuff we can cover after the match. But let's start with the game first. We normally do a quick summary, don't we? So, Maz, what did you think of the game or what were your thoughts going into it? Did you mm. expect that that sort of victory? No, I don't think I saw a 5-0 victory coming. However, we were pretty confident on the preview, me, Ryan and uh, Jack Albion. Quite confident. I think we all predicted wins for, for Brighton. But yeah, I, I didn't envisage them going down to 10. And then, of course, us yeah going running away with it. And pretty early on as well, after that sending off, I think it was just all us. Even before the sending off, to be honest, I thought we looked in control. We didn't look too... Um, they had a few little little sparks before the sending off, maybe. Like with McAtee, I thought McAtee was brilliant for them. He looks really, he looks mm. like a great player. Um, he's really good with the ball. Great, you know, forward running. And yeah, he he, he was 
a bit of a bright spark in the first 15. You can tell but... he's been made at City, can't you? Just the te- his technical ability like that. 100%. And then, of course, that disgusting, disgusting challenge uh, from Mason Holgate changed the game. And yeah, rightly so. I think we were the better team from start to finish. And yeah, it was just a, a dominant, dominant performance. And it was so good to have Adingra and Matoma back on the wings because I thought they were both fantastic as well. So yeah, all in all, fantastic game and a great result to get five goals in Sheffield. Mm. And yourself, Ryan, what did you make of it? Man, I don't get why Holgate got sent off. I, I just thought it was a complete dive from Clear the time. Dive. He's won the ball. Game's gone, really. Um, yeah, he deserved all the boos he got. I don't get it. They're right to boo him as well. Um, mate, honestly, game's finished if you're giving reds for that. I don't, I don't really get what football's becoming if we're, if we're really looking at them and analysing, over, overlooking it. I mean, follow through. What's all that about? But um, no, the fact that everything I've said there is a genuine opinion of some fans is actually kind of scary. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I actually, I think... I've heard some crazy, crazy calls on the back of that one. But um, yeah, Mason Holgate, mate, what were you thinking? If you were thinking at all. Um, but yeah, thank God that Carrie Matoma was okay. Yeah. I've got a theory, Ryan. I've got a theory. Mason Holgate is on loan from Everton. Agent Holgate, mate. He is going to get, he's going to get Sheffield United relegated. <laughs> Sean Dyche, masterclass. Sean Dyche, masterclass. Fair play, mate. Hats off to you. Yeah, 40 chess from Sean Dyche, Asper. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, anyway I just yeah. want to know but what no, the Sheffield right, fans are smoking saying, like, we were just the better team sorry what, Ben that's right what are they smoking in Sheffield what are they drinking in Sheffield because even their players were saying it um, let's just yeah let's just dive into it because we can pick up from where we left off in the game we seem to be talking about it was it Anel and I don't even know how to pronounce it Ahmed Savic unfortunately right the Bosnian defender standing captain Ahmed Hozic standing captain for them came out after the game and saying that he thought it was a fair tackle. We said the replays make it look a little bit harsher or seem to make it look a little bit harsher, that it wasn't a red. I mean, I don't know I don't know what he saw because unless he thought we were talking about a different tackle, that's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Or or he's maybe just like kind of defending Holgate because it's his teammate and he doesn't want to like go in on him. But at the same time, you should still be able to say, yeah, poor challenge, but that's not in mason's uh it's not mason's character to do that sort of thing that would be defending him in a right in the right way not just completely saying oh it wasn't a but wasn't a bad tackle like <clears throat> i generally was worried that matoma had a career-ending injury like it was that bad it looked awful like here you know screaming going down the only thing i'll say the only thing i'll say is when i watched it in real time as soon as the challenges happened i thought bad challenge but i was like okay yellow card cool but then as soon as i saw the first replay I was genuinely up in arms. I, I, I was in disbelief that he'd given the yellow card once I saw what had actually happened. So again, it's not it doesn't excuse Amadzevic, where his name is, um, comments at all because he's completely wrong. It was a disgusting t- challenge, like awful. One of the worst we've seen, um, aside from maybe Miguel Britos on knockout back <laughs> yeah, in the day. Great. Yeah, that was a, a yeah. mad challenge. But yeah, it was... It, like in that split right moment, in front of a lino as well. yeah, in that split moment, I was like, okay, bad, bad challenge, but yellow. But then as soon as I've seen the replays, it was genuinely one of the worst tackles I've seen in a long, long time. So yeah, I just don't understand the comments of, oh yeah, it's a yellow or whatever. It's just m- mental. It was a straight red. It should be, in my opinion, it should be retrospective ban. I'm not even being exaggerative here. I think he deserves at least an extension of the three match ban that he's going to get. Um, so yeah. That's just my opinion on it all. I just don't get how he's done it. Because like, he, he's got the ball first a little bit, but he's what he thought he thought was like a free hit. He thought, right, I'm going to easily get the ball here first, but also completely crunch Matoma, which, you know, you can get away with um, if you time a challenge right. But he just, yeah, he completely mistimed it. And I have no idea how his studs and his foot got that high. Onto, I, I onto don't even thigh. know if he's mistimed that, you know. I, do, I just... That to me just looks like an attempt to get the man. There's, I just don't see any attempt there. And and do you know what doubled down my thinking in that was the fact that they did it again, which no one's talking about for some reason. To Ansu, they did exactly the same thing. The twice. guy, number nineteen, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, he got but literally twice. Yeah, he's yeah. gone and shouldered. He's barged him on the floor. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was a foul. He waved advantage, but then he's gone and crunched him afterwards. And I was like, mate, what? Like, there's literally no need for him to go in that hard on Ansu there at all. Um, he wasn't going anywhere. Well, yeah, to be fair, he led to a goal in the end. But in that situation, there's no need for it. So that to me just proved everything that I was thinking about Holgate at the time, calling him dirty. I was thinking, well, clearly, clearly they are because 
Um, I mean, their fans are defending it. Some of their players are defending it. And let's see, look, they did it again in the in the second half. So to me, mate, they're a dirty team. I can't wait to see them get relegated and, and, and out of this division because they, they shouldn't be... It's, it's terrible. I, honestly... How did they get relegated? There's no, there no <laughs> way for the ball. No, but the thing is, Mouse, I don't say that. I don't say that normally. Like I, I always want teams to compete, mm. but did that like to be dirty and try and hurt players, and, and you know, it's a career yeah, end. Hundred percent. That's that, that's yeah. Toba's career on the line. You don't do that. You know, if I, if I did that down down stories, anyone does that down there, I'm getting. I'm expecting to be pulled in and abused by everyone individually. Saying, "What are you doing? Mm. Like, what are you actually thinking? It's wrong, mate. Yeah. Wrong, wrong. No, great. Yeah, it's terrible. The only thing I can. I don't want to sound too disrespectful to Sheffield United because, like I saying, I wouldn't. They should be. They should. I don't think they should be in this league. They done really well to come up last year, um, with the money issues that they got, and I hope the money issues have helped them out. But yeah, they. I don't even know where they would finish in the championship. But like, if they were in the championship this season, they would be nowhere near the promotion spots. And I, th- I know they've got a few defensive injuries and that sort of thing, but they were just so poor. Regardless of them being down to ten men, they're just been awful. I think they broke the record for. Goals conceded in the first 25 games. Are on, they've conceded 65 goals in 25 Premier League games, which is insane. I, think, I don't know what the maths is. Is that like three goals a game or something yeah. like that? I, I think statistically they're the worst defensive team mm. in Premier League. Uh, yeah, since Derby, maybe? Up to now, ever. Yeah, yeah, history, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Premier League history. Yeah, that's which is yeah. insane. Like, yeah, the worst defence mm. ever, which is just mental. Um, no, but they've somehow beaten goal... yeah, Derby's no, they, t- yeah, tally points. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I was really hoping they weren't going to, but I loved the fact that every, after every single goal, it would just pan into a Sheffield United fan with his head in his hands, like <laughs> yeah, head shaking. The, it was so good. You had that as well. Chris so, Wilder doing the Stephen Warnock or Neil Warnock, sorry, not Stephen Warnock. Um, yeah, but um, Ryan, do you rec- do you agree with Mads? Do you reckon there should be a further ban for Holgate on the challenge, or would you leave it as to? I'm guessing what is it? A straight red card? What's that? Two games, isn't it? Was it a one game? Yeah, three games. But I, I oh, don't. Three games. I, I think. Um, yeah, three games red card, isn't it? Straight reds, three. It used um, to be. Yeah, two was the same. Oh, right. One game's a yellow. Yeah. So unless okay. they've changed it. No, I was getting confused with the suspension. Um, but though, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, it should be, mate. It should be more. Um, but it won't be. Let's face it. But I mean, the the it's the it's the straight leg and into the knee. Like it's just a to me like that's if you if you do that it's it's trying to injure someone so i think mm. that that needs to be taken into consideration when they review it but um whether they will i don't know it's prem isn't it like they get away with everything especially when he's on loan from everton he probably get away with it somehow but um yeah no i, I don't even know also as well they're the lucky audacity. Injured. yeah and also the audacity for him to go what ref what, what, what <laughs> it's like come on mate just take it take the red card get off the pitch and yeah, see you later, mate. It was, it was just a, he's a really me, stupid He's kneed me underneath decision. my foot with his thigh. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. done it to me. It wasn't me, yeah, yeah. The audacity yeah. to look shocked oh, and surprised is players, mental. Mate, this is the thing, yeah. Players need to take so much accountability in this game. And do you know what? I, I get why the why Sheffield United fans... There's one thing I do agree with them with. I do get why they were annoyed, at, particularly for Kundo and Matoma at times. I didn't actually think the push was too bad. I thought it was... a. It actually looked a bit like a foul, but... Um, it definitely was an exaggerated fall, but I've got to be honest. Facundo spent so much time on the floor, mate. Like I, I would, I completely get it, yeah. and I think that the players do need to take accountability. That takes for us, it takes for every player in this Premier League. Like the the cheating, mate. It is, it is unwatchable at times. Like you're just thinking. You, I remember when Caicedo played for us. I'd be cringing, thinking, mate, just get up, like, mm. just get up. And I think that about when when Anote does it, it, it is, it is annoying and it is wrong. You shouldn't do that at all. I don't want to point fingers away from us. A lot of teams do it. And a great example was it um, was after the first half of the Tottenham game. I went down to meet my mates in the concourse, and just before I was going to say, "Go, your boys dive all over shop," they they said to me that, "Go, your boys dive all over shop." I think it just happens. It's like it is part of the Premier League now, really, which is a bit annoying. Obviously, you don't ever like seeing your own players doing it, but at least we can actually admit it when our players are doing. I even said it yesterday to the my mate I was watching it with. I was like, "Yeah, we actually." need to stop this like going down so easily but yeah it's unfortunately it's part of the game now and if you don't do it you'll fall behind like you've got to get those small margins and small wins to, just, to compete with everyone just on that though I, I think that Matoma 
uh, push was a penalty, in my opinion. I know some yeah, might look at it as soft. Yeah, some might people look, but he's he's double handed pushed him in the back. And as soon mm. as I saw it, I was like, that's a penalty straight away, penalty. But it didn't, I swear it didn't even get reviewed, or am I? No, because it was the same phase when we scored our second. Right, it was when Welbeck scored. Right. I think it was literally the same. They had they hadn't even gone back to look at it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then when yeah, they did try to replay, you can't score and get a penalty no. as well. I'm assuming that yeah. would be that, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that. But, um, yeah, that they did sense. they did show the replay <laughs> after the Welbeck goal, and they were like, "Yeah, that probably would have been." I think the commentator said it probably would have been given a penalty. Anyway. Yeah, because that was that was outrageous. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense now that I know the it's like double yeah. jeopardy ball, right? You can't yeah, get yeah, twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we'll start from the. But I, I remember saying on the preview. Um, sorry, Ben. I just remember saying on the preview to Maz like. We wanted to go to this game. I think I predicted 3-0. To be fair, it's not as far off as I thought it could be. But I thought, I wanted to go to this game. And because we know that they're not very good. <laughs> you know, everyone, you can look at the points tally, look at the goals conceded to tell that. But I knew that they weren't very good, but it was just so Brighton and whatever to go to a game like this and lose. You saw Luton, for example. But I just wanted to go there and prove that we're the better team. So to actually see it today was sorry yesterday was probably one of the the most satisfying things for me like even in that first half at 2-0 cruising I know we had that stupid moment at the back and we still prove we have those moments but um, we'll get to that in a minute but just just in general to see bright to, to see Brighton controlling it and and ruthlessly killing the team off I thought was probably my the one thing I've come away most satisfied with regardless of the sending off regardless of who we're up against it's it's big for us I think in that I don't know if you guys agree with that but I just feel like no definitely is. No, I, yeah, there's definitely some concerns, and yeah, like you said, when they when they scored that goal, I was thinking, God, for God's sake! I think even in the second half, I thought, just, just, I just want to be safe and get a third, and then I can relax and have a nice Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, Maz, did you feel the same? Yeah, definitely. I, I think after that third goal went in, you're like, okay, cool, breathe, relax. Like you said, you can sort of just chill out watching it, and you can. It was. It felt like. A, I'm not going to lie, it felt like a bit of a training game after that third goal went in. It just felt like yeah. we were just, you know, passing it uh, at will. It was pretty relaxed. There was no real pressure from Sheffield United. They'd given up. Even some of the passes they were making was just basic stuff. You could see how frustrated Chris Wilder was getting on the touchline. If you're a Sheffield United fan, you should feel embarrassed that your team can't even make a simple pass. And I think that's what you look at. If you're a Sheffield United fan, you think at least play with a bit of pride, play with a bit of passion. I know you're, you're I know you're 10 men down. Uh, sorry, a man down t- playing with 10 men. You know, felt it, like, it's, felt like they were 10 men. Down yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might as well play with one player. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it just, you know, if I was a Sheffield United fan, I would be so upset and frustrated about the lack of fight that the players showed. I think, yeah, I know, I know you're playing with a, a man less, but at the same time, you've got to show a bit of just basic football, like basic passes, basic uh, tracking back, basic, efforts I think that's all you ask for from your team right even mm. if you lose 5-0 at least you can say look lads you put a shift in and you all tried your best but if you look at that Sheffield United team I thought they were all poor they were all not one player like, like I said apart from McAtee potentially I think they all should leave that pitch yeah. with their, their heads down really they were they were nothing like the team that beat uh, Luton which funnily enough I was listening to st- stick, to, stick to football and Jamie Carragher was saying Luton had 75% 75% possession in the game when they lost what one or two nil to Sheffield United at Kenilworth Road. Three one, wasn't it? Was it three one? Sorry, yeah, I didn't see the score. But yeah, which is insane. So they can hit. They can be dangerous from the counter attack, which could have worked against us quite easily. Like we've seen it a lot of times this season, where teams beat us on the counter and yeah, end up winning the game because of it. Um, so yeah, they yeah, I don't know why they just didn't play like anything like that game. Um, so basically, let's quick. I'll quickly run through what happened in the first half. So obviously, we actually nearly opened the scoring pretty early on. Um, Adingra. Uh, unbelievable touch plucked from the air. Must have been watching oh, so some Toma highlights. Um, and then it nearly went in, ne- nearly an own goal. But um, I did want to mention Dindingra because obviously he's, he's had so much hype in the media and on social media as well. But like even before the game, Jamie Redknapp bigging him up, being like, oh, Brighton have done it again. They've got another superstar. Like, Don't get me wrong, he's been great. And I put him in my um, team of the season so far, didn't I? Ahead of Matoma, controversially. Um, but I still don't know. I just feel like I don't know if they're jumping on it because of this whole AFCON bandwagon of him getting best young player, but maybe that's just me, but I feel like he's being really, really overhyped by the media for some reason. I don't know. Do uh, either of you agree? I I don't agree with you at all in terms of how good he's been, but I I agree with you in terms of the fact of the bandwagon thing. Like, I think Adingra has been great, but I feel like everyone's just talking about him because of AFCON, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like, if he was still performing like this, say he scored the brace yesterday, 
and you know people say oh good good finish but they wouldn't really care about him I think but that's just that's just football isn't it like as soon as you see in sports in general look at Luke Littler during the like you know what I mean like everyone just jumps on stuff as soon as they see yeah. it going and they'll forget about him in a year's time but I think um, I, I don't agree in terms of how good a dinger has been I think he is he is getting a lot better and he's only 22 mm. um, which is insane so um, yeah no I, I think as, as Maz said earlier in the podcast having him and Matoma Mate, it's just like a, it's such a breath of fresh air. Like, you know, it's something that we've missed a lot and you, and, and you know, you miss it, but you don't realize how much you miss it until you see it again. And, um, I did, I must admit, when I saw no, obviously no Jao Pedro, I thought, ah, uh, you know, he, he got a hat trick last time he played against Sheffield United. And, you know, that was, that was three of the five goals back then. And we still hit another five without them three. <laughs> so, um, that, that just goes to show how one, how important they are, but how fluid this team is with, with, um, the wingers that Deserby needs. Yeah, and when yeah. you've got Danny Welbeck, Maz, you don't need any other superstar on your team, do you? No, mate, he's a boy. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to, I'd like to formally apologise to Sir Danny Welbeck today uh, for all the previous slander in the last last two years. Uh, I will put on my apology today. This is my statement to Sir Danny Welbeck. If you are listening, if you are ever listening to Seagull Social, um, don't listen to anything I said in the last two years because you, sir. Are a Brighton legend. How about three that? Three years. So, yeah, three years. Yeah. Um, no, look, he, he's, he was fantastic. He replied, "Don't worry, mate. I wasn't." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the hell are you, mate? Um, no, but I, I think he's he's been fantastic recently, and um, yeah, he, he's a great asset. And hearing the one one year contract extension, I think is brilliant. For some reason, do you know what? It was quite funny actually because I don't know if you saw that tweet where it said another five years for Danny Welbeck, but I actually misread it. It's actually just, he'll be there for five years, as in he'll be a Brighton player for five years. Oh, and right. I thought we were giving him a five-year contract. Yeah, I was that's, like... That's a really way, like, weird way to word it, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's I was like, sorry, we're giving him a five-year contract. We're like 39. And I was like, no, that's... that's I'm not having that. But yeah, uh, definitely definitely warranted. Just as eat Yeah, warrants a, a one-year contract. But just quickly, on Simona Dingra, my only point I want to make on him is he is an unbelievable player and on his day we all know how good he can be just one thing I would like him to be is more consistent I think prior to going to the FCON I think he had some games where he went missing some games he was brilliant um, I just want him to be more consistent going forward just having just you know even sevens every game you know have that ten have that nine but just don't go below seven please that would be great I know it's not I know it's not realistic but just more consistency and just keep up the yeah, keep up the levels, I suppose. That's what I love mm. from him. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I kind of, my original point where I just thought it seems so overhyped and a lot of the stuff that I was reading or hearing just seemed so, in, it's inauthentic yeah. word. It just didn't seem right. Like when hearing those words from Jamie Reddick's mouth, I was like, mate, you didn't even know about him a couple of months ago. And you're saying about like, yeah, he's so a superstar true. and how bright I've done it again. And like, I just think that, yes, he's been good, but I don't know if the hype has been warranted. And I know, I think they're just jumping on it for AFCON clicks, basically, aren't they? So that's pretty much what it is. Standard media. But yeah, Brighton have done it again. And we're going to do it again when Osman comes next it's season as well. interesting, though, to me. Because, yeah, but like the, the attention that he's going to get now, the experience he's had going out there, playing at you know, the top level in his country, um, his home country as well, where they won it. Um, all that, you know, the rising followers, the rising attention, people talking about him, all that stuff's going to be only beneficial to him in terms of, you know, his overall game, and by that I mean off the pitch as well as a person, he's going to change, he's going to mature. So I think those sort of things is is really, really, really good for him because, as you say, only a few months ago, people didn't really know who he was. And I'm pretty sure before he went to AFCON, I had more followers than him. <laughs> so um, now we've got about 400,000 followers on his Instagram and it's it's all just changed. So, no, it's, it's, it's really big for him. And those little things in his life are going to be a lot for, for him as a person and, and maturing into a better player, I think. And a massive downside for us, he's going to be linked to every football club in the Premier League slash Europe for the next and year you know what? So can't wait for that. I don't, I don't think I would mind if we had to, if we've got to look at the conveyor belt of wingers and stuff like that, what you've got, I wouldn't have him near the top, which might sound mental. Um, I mean, there are other players I would be willing to keep over him that haven't been playing that much this season. Like, imagine when Nciso comes back. Sarmiento, I don't know, is his time over at Brighton because of the wingers we've got coming in. Like I said, the other um, Ivorian, Usman or Osman, uh, got coming in. Will he go straight out on loan? We spent 16 million on him. Maybe he will be a first team player, um, spending that sort of money on him. So, I don't know. And then, and even the commentary were like, yeah, Brighton signed him for 6 million, but. He's definitely, you can times that by 10 now. I was like saying he's worth 60 million. I was just like, how is this? <laughs> how are they saying these things? Like, how much is he worth, Ryan? Is he worth 60 million? 
right now, mate, uh, if you want to, I don't know, it's just, it's such a stupid concept, mate, because people, people just say things and don't think about it. Like, I don't like doing that. So I don't, I don't think um, a price on a dingo right now is even, even quantifiable because it's just, for right now, he's priceless to us. Like he, we need him more than more than anything. As all the players made quite clear when he was in Africa, they were just saying, "Come back, because we need you." <laughs> um, so right now, he's priceless. We need a right-sided winger in the next season. What happens? I don't know. If someone bids for him, how much is he going to take? I don't know. But I, I'd imagine it's going to be a, a, a big fee at the moment because he's, he's he's very important to us. But it's it's hard to judge that because how can you say? Because you know, Caicedo was going for well if you listen to the Chelsea journalists they were saying 80 then some of our Brighton people were saying 100 and then it was 115 you know so that was on the last day so I think that money in football is a joke anyway but to put a price tag on a kid that's just started doing well it's just it's just it's just irresponsible I think mm. really from general media just let him do his thing and see what happens don't don't put price tags don't make him move just just let him do his thing and improve and and, and the moves and stuff will come yeah. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It is interesting. Just I had the thought when you were saying that it is interesting. Like where we are as a club now, the next step isn't your isn't your West Ham's, your Villas, your Newcastles because that would be a sideways step in my opinion. I feel like if you are going to now leave Brighton, you are only looking at the big six or big clubs across Europe. So as the the places that these players can now go from Brighton. So, yeah, they 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 haven't got many options really, and then it's always going to be a big transfer fee as well if they do go. Yeah, just I just think that's quite mad. Like, there's not a lot of options for these players to go to now, just because of how well we are doing as a club and where we are now. Um, right, let's get back into the game. Um, classic Albion bizarre own goal. They didn't even know it went in when Facundo put it in the back of the net. He did Webster cheer and then turn around as if he doesn't even know if it's gone in or not because the ball fell out. That just that just was so bright for me. Um, and yeah, their goal. I guess it was disallowed because it was offside. I mean, not sure who headed it in. Then I think Souza hit Souza's arm and then came off Facundo's neck or his the back of his head or he headed it. I'm not sure. Ended up suddenly falling to Osborne. Um, he put it in the back of the net. Was it given as a foul on Verbruggen because apparently he was holding him or was it an offside? I think I'll it was offside. Like five deflections, was it? I'm pretty sure it was offside, yeah. Because Osborne, in the first phase of play, when the ball gets headed... He's off yeah. in an offside position, and then yeah, so yeah, yeah. But offside. it was just strange because obviously then it comes off Facundo. So does that mean then he's back onside because Facundo's almost giving it to him rather than the defender? That's where I think there was so much. I think um, I think it has to be intentional, right? Um, I think I think it has to be intentional. I think like I say, if Facundo tried to head it back to the keeper, and then he latched onto it um, and intercepted. I think then it would change because it's a different phase of play. Different ball, if that yeah. mate. Honestly, what a joke! Why are we talking about this rubbish? Didn't go in, didn't count. Honestly, it's confusing. So stupid, mate. Like just, like, yeah. But yeah, it didn't go in, didn't count. Like for me, like what what did count is the other three at the other end. So I mean, yeah. Another thing that Sheffield United fans started moaning about, like it's. Uh, I just I don't know, mate. Like I don't know if I'm just maybe I've got like a really old brain for a 22 year old. But for me, like all this stuff is just boring. Like I hate talking about. Um, I hate talking about like what's offside and what's handball. Like I don't know, it just really annoys me. I just think, oh, I don't know, just it, it didn't happen. So I don't know what else to say really. Like it's 
it, it yeah okay it's probably offside so Actually, you can you tell ben. me why no because i don't i don't know the rules anymore i don't think no, 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 i'm not gonna go at ben i'm not gonna go at ben i'm just saying that in general yeah uh, like i just don't i just i don't care like uh, do you know what i mean like if i was listening to the pod right now i, just, I don't really have mm. a clear what's going on to be honest boys but, but it's just mad yeah, that it takes that long <laughs> that's just me you know it's mad that it takes that long then if that if the rule yeah, is that no, it's, agree, it takes reflection and why did it take him like three minutes to decide it? It's just yeah, that, point, then, like it's just just stupid. It's yeah, it just takes stupid. a long time. It's stupid. To, to yeah. Yeah, but it, 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 long time. Yeah. just quickly on that though, the things have taken too long. To be fair to the ref, he pre he rectified the the whole gate decision pretty quick. Like I don't, uh, he went straight to the screen. Yeah, that, that was very easy to see. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But like in terms of the, the, I mean, no, but in terms of if he didn't, I'll be really no, 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 no. In terms of like usually what happens is he'll get he'll get like a thing in his ear. Then he'll yeah. stand around for thirty seconds. Then he'll take a minute to get to the screen. screen. Yeah, yeah. So like in terms of the actual process, not not his decision making, but the actual mm. process of how long Got it you, took yeah. was much no, smoother than usual. Um, but mm. yeah. Anyway, start staring at the monitor for five minutes, having a look at that tackle. Do you know what I mean? Hmm, what's that? I, you know what I mean? No, that's what I they usually do, and I'm like, just yeah. get it done. Just yeah. get it over and done with, mate. Like, you don't yeah. need to take this long. I imagine Mike Oliver in the VAR studio was like, mm. fucking hell, actually go to the screen immediately. You don't even have to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. Just get over there and have a look. Uh, but yeah, that, that was bonkers. He's probably like, mate, have a look at this. He probably was just saying it as a fan. Have a look at this. Don't worry about the decision. The decision's made. Just have a look at it. Everyone in the VR, like, lads, come have a look at this, man. It's just mental. Jesus. All right, yeah, let's talk about more of our goals then. A Dingra show. Another, well, was it a gross assist? Which is, is that a shock at this point? I mean, I saw the ball whipped in. I just thought, there you go. It's going to be another goal. He is now the joint second... Assist maker in the Premier League, just behind who is it? He's one Love one that. assist behind. I don't know who it is. I can't remember um, now. But he's joint second with like four other players. If it's not Kevin De Bruyne, it's not actually surprisingly because obviously he's been out. In- yeah, he's out injured. It's not. It's not good De Bruyne. Actually, he um, was but, injured when he injured. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he's second. In, yeah, Trippier. find find it. That's it. Trippier. That's it. Trippier's got ten, and I think yeah. Pascal's got nine. I want to say. Nine, yeah. yeah, Trippier, Watkins both got ten, and it's Pascal with nine. So actually, looking on who's above him. I fancy him to be top assister by the end of the season. That's what I'm saying. I reckon he'll get more than Watkins and Trippier, well, to be honest. he is joint. He will. He's Actually, joint with yeah, Neto and Salah uh, on nine. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. That could be tough. Could be a tough yeah. one. As long as Salah doesn't keep up with him, Neto fares, he's been decent. But, I, I mean, Pascal's just so consistent. Like, you look at Neto, you look at Salah, these are like fancy names, you know? But Pascal just does it all the time. He does it. As okay. we keep saying, just... Every single season, and this 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 time, the only reason there's so many more assists is because we've actually got people put him in the back of the net. You know, think about the amount of assists that he could have um, racked up in the last five years. I mean, we've had awful amount of misses, haven't we? You think about the Trossard days and Mope days, amount of chances Connolly as well. We missed so many massive chances that he probably created. Um, mate, he's he's world class. Putting it out there, he's world class. Yeah, imagine if Pascal Gross in that City team be a top three player. If he was on that City team, he would be. Oh, really, obviously, it's world class. Mate, imagine, like, imagine the plaudits he'd get. Yeah, mate. If he was in City's team since 2018, so say he had one season with us, I reckon people would talk about him in the same breath as they talk about with De Bruyne. Is a big stretch because he is yeah. out of this world. He's probably one of the best creative players that this league has ever seen. But I think I Bernardo think he Silver be is? too far behind. I'm definitely. Bernardo's different though because Bernardo's just ridiculous with his feet but I think I think if you're looking at like your Bruno Fernandes I would put him above Bruno Fernandes nearly this every season this season 100% and I, yeah. and I wouldn't put him in front of mate every single I, I wouldn't I wouldn't swap him ever with Bruno Fernandes I think that's the biggest myth ever is that Bruno's better than Pascal he's not and, I, and that's just true interesting so, yeah, the thing is, like, he's playing with, I sorry, would you say they'd be playing with better players? Better finishers, maybe, in Man United's team, which is mm. maybe why he gets more goals and assists and more chance and that sort of thing. But, um, That's true. Yeah, like, like we're saying. Yeah, and also, and also he's just, he's a bit more quicker. So, probably in that first season with Ole, he kept up with counter-attacks a lot because that's what, like, their main thing was, mm. wasn't it? So, that's why he racked up so many goals, plus COVID tax. <laughs> so, everyone was just in a weird spot. So, I'd, half them goals wouldn't have happened in real life. And... Also, I just think Pascal as a person, as a leader, as a as a professional, I think it's just so much better than Bruno. Full stop. Um, I just, you know, if I was to trade one or the other, it's going to be Pascal every day for me. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly rush through the other goals. Um, Matoma deflection, well, from Robinson. 
So that went down as an own goal. Then Adinga again, um, another deflection. put in his own net. Did Evan Ferguson <laughs> try to touch that or did he save nah, that? Because it looked like... He pulled out. Did he? Because it was yeah. close to going wide. And I thought, oh, that was risky. I Should we just say he pulled out just to make him feel better? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. He wanted to believe in the hype, the Adingra hype. He had him in his FPL probably, <laughs> like a lot of people. Um, Did he get credited so, yeah. for both? Yeah. Yeah, Adingra got both. Yeah, because yeah. it was going on target. On target, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mate, Matoma didn't get the assist for that no. own goal, did he? Like, because you don't get it. Mm. So that's so harsh. Did the hard work. Mm. Um, all right. So, is there any more points in the game? Because I want to go on to some other stuff. But any other points you wanted to make? Nah, pretty much. F Sheffield United and <laughs> uh, hold that L. Oh, Lewis Dunks. Oh, weird, oh yeah. Like <laughs> really cool, weird back hill. It was so, yeah, it, it was not meant at all, but it was pretty cool. And then the back heel was good. The back heel was good, but the flick yeah. was so unintentional. It was like when your dad tries to do a cool trick when you're playing in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Despite somehow accidentally <laughs> done some regular flick. God knows how he yeah. done it. Yeah. Scream summer barbecue that does. <laughs> yeah, that does. <laughs> if only he was holding no, the, the some summer and wearing some yeah, summer fate, yeah. Yeah, mm. that was a but he saved it with a great back though, didn't he? Yeah. He did do well there. Played um, against like some four year olds and trying to pick it up there. Yeah, that video of R9 that does the compilation where he's just skidding everyone rapid. That's that's dance <laughs> against four year olds in the parks who they think they are. Mm. Um right. I'm not gonna do this uh to boss first because I think the other stuff's more interesting. Um stuff that's happening Higher up in the club with Sam Jewell. I'm guessing it's Paul Jewell's son, isn't it? They look a little bit similar. Um, Chelsea have come in for, is it a second or a third time to try and get him as their head of recruitment, which is hilarious because they already took our first one. Um, and reportedly now Dan Ashworth heading to Man United after his gardening leave, which is insane. He's getting more gardening leave and more money. That bloke's done so well. Yeah, 20 million, um, isn't it? Yeah, 20 mil, 20, well, it's a 20 million fee to take him to United, I think. Mm. Uh, but so Dan Ashworth then wants to bring Sam Jewell to Man United as well. So that is, Can I so just say, 20 million for a non-playing staff, mm. I, I get it. He's a very high up, he's very influential, I get it. And, and he's important he's to a job. football club. He is good at his job. However, 20 million, come on, bro. That is insane. But fair enough. Ryan, I mean, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Is he good at his job? No, this is what I was going to say. just riding the wave at this point? This is what I was going to say. Like, he's, honestly, go on, you say what you're going to say. Okay, well, yeah, because I was, was going to come to you because I know that you think it's a myth. And what I agree with saying it's a myth is like, the stuff he's done at Brighton, I think, is incredible. The scouts he's done, changing changing everything to do with our scouting. Again, I'll stick to football. Jamie Carragher saying, Dan Ashworth came in and said, we don't have scouts in all these different areas, where we, which we do, but we have scouts for specific positions. They're not just there in Brazil looking for Brazilians. They're there looking for specific positions, and that's what they do. They look around the world at all these different positions. Also, just uh, quickly, sorry, just really quickly, on that scouting thing, though, isn't it Star Lizard that is the actual brains behind the operation rather than let's say a Dan Ashworth like isn't the algorithm I think he set up the well? net, yeah but he set up the network of actual scouts right. I'm pretty okay. sure we went from like having Fair three enough. or four to like 300 I think that is the quotes that I've seen um, right. so yes Star Lizard's like um, the database it's like basically a really really cool version of FB ref <laughs> if you want to put it that way so like a, a, a website where it's just going to analyse players to a different level that you couldn't even understand and I wouldn't mm. be able to understand um, that's that's what am I taking is a bit obviously I've never seen the thing but that's what I would say mm. alright so then um, yeah Dan Ashes so what he's done at Brighton is very good and like I don't think we would be well we would be somewhat where we are now but he's done incredible stuff for our club getting to us where we are now obviously with the help of Paul Barber Tony Bloom and, and other people but when it comes to the Newcastle stuff and they're praising him for signings like I mean if I was a technical director at Newcastle I think anyone here could say, "Oh, Isaac's a good striker," but that's not that's not a that's not a smart thing. He's saying, "Oh, they brought in Anthony Gordon for Everton." What had no one heard of Anthony Gordon before? Like, I don't. That's the stuff that he's getting praised for signing players that people know about. That I'd do that if I was playing Football Manager or FIFA when I was a kid. I would literally just search high potential strikers that are playing well. Oh, Isaac's popped up. What a signing! They spent so much money on him. No re- No wonder why they got him with all the money they've got. What he done at Brighton is is something good, but. Oh, he'd done at Newcastle and leaving straight away. Like he should, yeah, he should be ashamed that he left yeah, for that he, bigger project. He seems like he's got zero left. loyalty. Yeah, yeah, zero loyalty, which is not a good trait to have in someone no. who want such a high position. Surely, but like I do get why you'd leaves. want to go. 
I feel like, yeah, the, the Newcastle project has plateaued. Maybe that's because of him. Maybe that's because of their financial fair play issues that they're now having to deal with. Um, but, yeah, but the Man United project is obviously insane compared to Newcastle. Like Newcastle was a great project compared to Brighton in terms of financials. But this Man United project is obviously a whole other level, which is I can see why he would want to go and take it. But everyone wants to do project now. And it's really funny. It's really stupid as well because everyone wants to do project. Everyone asks them to do a project. And to be fair to them, they've stuck with it. Chelsea want to do project. They can't even get past three games without complaining. So I just I just think it's really quite funny, really, how short people's memories of project is. I mean, Newcastle, you can say project backed by hundreds of billions of pounds. So is it really, I don't know, what would you call that a project or project financial takeover? Like it's, it's mental. And then you've got like all, you've, as you say, you've gone for really not obvious signings because they're different, but they're, they're experienced. He's gone with experience. They're players that, you know, anyway, irrelevant. To say that that's stagnated in a year is like probably wrong, I'd say. Just, just because... How can that be? How can they stagnate a project in a year? Like these people have to remember that the, the Brighton project's been since Tony Bloom took over in 2009. Like the the even Arsenal on the top end level of of project have had to wait five years for Arteta's football starts actually working. Three years for it to actually start working. Like I don't know. I just feel like it's it, you know if Newcastle are then going to go from being a relegation candidate to Champions League to staying Champions League to competing top four every year. Surely that's got to give them more than what five years. Got to be five years, surely at least, before they can start consistently saying that. Regardless of the amount of money they're going to spend, because Chelsea, on the other hand, call themselves a project, but they're actually just buying a bunch of players and hoping for the best, copying them everyone else. And Manchester United, fair enough. Dan Ashworth, I just think I just I don't I don't know if I think he's good at his job or if now he's just riding the wave of I'm just going to make a ton of money here and if it goes wrong I'll just jump ship again I'll just go out to Newcastle they'll pay me 20 million you know what I mean like I think that's just what it is it just becomes a bit like that manager merry-go-round of Jose Mourinho of Maurizio Pochettino like you know what I mean the, the big names just keep going round and round in circles for a few years make as much money as they can fail somewhere else and make more money again I don't know if that's what I'm taking Dan Ashworth as now I don't I don't think there's as much credibility as he had in 2021 when he was mm. in Brighton if I'm honest no, I agree. Uh, Maz, do you have anything on Ashworth? No, I think you guys have covered it pretty comprehensively. Yeah, no, my my big thing is just his loyalty is in question now. I think he's he's pretty much not staying at clubs enough to then, yeah, like I think the question marks you both, both have brought up, can you show your credibility? Can you show your expertise in such a small amount of time? And I think that's my question mark over him is, yeah, has he shown it enough? Because he's only been at Newcastle for what? A season? A season and a half, if that? Um, and then, yeah, yeah, he was at Brighton for two, I want to say. Two, three. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, are you consistently showing yeah, your three. ability uh, at a club without jumping ship every time? And, and maybe you could argue he's actually just taking promotions every time. He's actually going to, he starts with a Brighton, goes to Newcastle and then gets promoted to Man United. You could argue that as well. He's taking yeah. steps up in his career. But at the same time, I would question, yeah, do you have the heart for it? And do you have the loyalty to stick around this project, you know, and actually see it through from start to finish? But yeah, aside from that, um, yeah, I mean, look, fair play to the guy. He's clearly chasing the bag and if you can do it, why not, eh? Mm. Mate, with, he's, he's with the one Sam. laughing. We're the one with love written on our forehead here because he's made how much money in the last mm. three years? At the end of the day, whether he's good at his job or not, he's made yeah, exactly. a lot fair of cash. <laughs> and that's all that matters in this fair world, unfortunately. Well. Um, and then with Sam Jewell, let's say Sam Jewell does go to Chelsea or Man United, is the recruitment completely different? Well, obviously our recruitment is completely different. There's no really question questioning that compared to Man United. They go for the big players, the ready-made players, whereas we are signing these youngsters that we can give first team football to to become superstars whereas let's say Sam Jewell was at Man United last year and he's got Barco in I mean to be fair actually Barco probably would start for Man United in this one maybe that's a bad example but let's go further back in the past where we've signed someone they're not going to put I mean the reason why they didn't get but they didn't sign Caicedo they're not going to put him straight in the first team he'll go on loan somewhere and probably not be anywhere at the level that he is now because he hasn't had the right first team football with the right level so I don't really understand why what Sam Jewell can do at Man United if 
obviously his recruitment and his abilities are in a kind of completely different market. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Well, again, I think it goes back to our model. I think you touched on it, Ben. Like if we have got this scouting system of 300 scouts and essentially this big database that we, we've got patent to and we've got license to and no other club has, I don't think it really matters who is overseeing it or who is actually in charge. Of course, you have to be very good at your job to be able to read the analysis and, you know, data analysis, all that kind of stuff and all the elements that come with scouting and being a scout. Look, I'm not saying his role is redundant, but (laughs) is it as important as we think? That's what my question would be is, is Sam Jewell actually such a key role that if you take him out of it, we're screwed? I, I personally don't think we will be, but I could be wrong. I'll pin it on Paul Wynn Stanley in terms of Sam Jewell is far clear of Paul Wynn Stanley, as in he's a lot better than. Um, and that's probably the one thing I think would, even in the short term, hit, because I don't think we've got a ready-made replacement for Sam Jewell as we did with Paul Wynn Stanley for him getting instantly mm. promoted. Don't think he's got an assistant, if I'm right in saying, so there's not someone there, so we'd probably have to go external. Um, but even still... Um, I, I I agree with you, Ben, on the terms of Wonder Kids thing at, at big clubs. You you can't just. It's just it, I I I think of it as being so obvious. I don't know how Chelsea don't see it, for example, because obviously, obviously, signing these teenagers into a big club instantly to start playing straight away isn't going to work. I mean, surely that's that's obvious that you're going to be a mid-table team. And if you're going to then start doing that with Manchester United, you think about the reputation of that football club, like the the absolute weight on your shoulders from day one, from the moment you walk in that door for over over a few million pounds, you're you're a part of that. So then you've got to carry that and there's not and there's no hiding in that. So that's I think what people don't realise is actually it's not just you're not just going there as a as a commodity. You're going there as the star. You you are going to be the star. And you're going to be the star now because if you aren't the star now, these fans aren't going to give you time for it. You're either going to be the star now or you're going. That's it. And that's what these big club fans have been conditioned into thinking for the past fifty years. So if they think that's going to change because they're here on a project, ain't going to happen. So I think that people don't quite get that bit. And the same with Chelsea. I think the similar thing will happen with United. I'd like to think they'll do something a bit differently based on, you know, it seems like they're a bit smarter than them. Um, but we'll see. They're probably not, if we're being honest. Mm. At the end of the day, Brighton have done it for a long time and we haven't got the reputation to worry about. We haven't got, we haven't, what if Brighton finish in the mid-table? Everyone's going to be shocked. No, but that's where we belong, right? So that's, that's where it is that the expectation, the reputation is lower. So there's less there's less pressure on these mm. players. Barker can come in when Chelsea- he wants. We've got a Stupinian. He's not a rush. No, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, Chelsea have done this before. Like if, you, if, let's say, Sam Jewell does go to Man United, so I've only got two minutes. Sam Jewell does go to Man United, and then he does sign all these wonder kids that don't play, so they go out on loan. We've seen, that, we've seen Chelsea do that before. Do you remember all the memes that would be like, they would have 40 players out on loan? And they had they had Vitesse on the and they like half of their squad there. The airport, even like further back from Marco Van Gickel sort of era, they had Gail Gakuta. They signed all these youngsters like Charlie Musonda was meant to be the next big thing, but they go out alone every single season and never really reach their potential because of it. It doesn't work. I think hopefully smart players will still pick yeah. Brighton over United, like Casado far- did. Final thing before we wrap up, yeah, I think the grass isn't always greener, and I think a lot of these young players, like us, if you look at our team, right. And of course, again, there's going to be so much interest. I'm sure when Nisisa comes back, there's going to be lots of interest in him. Uh, Facundo obviously will get a lot of eyes now that he's playing so well. Similar Dingra, you know, all the, all these great players that we've got. And of course, they're going to get interest, but just look at the ones that have failed, have gone and failed. I'm not saying Kaiseido will be a failure, but he's failing right now. You look at, um, there's a whole list, my brain's gone blank, but there's a whole list of young players that have gone and it hasn't worked out, but even like the Kukureas and, you know, and of course there has been successes, Trossard, Ben White, mm-hmm. Arsenal, they've gone to a good team, but most of the time, I say eight, eight out of 10 probably fail, as in that it's not as what they expect. And I think that comes down to their expectation and the pressures on them, like Ryan said, from these bigger clubs where they won't get with us. So just, Maybe stay, <laughs> stay for a couple of more years, at least to your, you know, you developed as a player and then maybe look up to go on, but don't go in your prime career development years and lose those valuable playing time that you would have got That's at Brighton it. and not a, a, a big club. Because, and that development thing, exactly just to finish on your point, that development thing is exactly what they can't give you. 
They can't give you that development. There's so many variables to signing a young player. You've got to worry about the language barrier. You've got to worry about them settling, their age group, who they're going to mix with, when they're going to mix with them, how they're going to get into the team, the pathway into that first team. Maybe they need some under-23s football first. Don't post them all over your social media straight away. I mean, all these little things are going to add up into shaping this young player into being the player that he could be. He's going to need six months' time till he's ready. He can go on loan. He can't go on loan. These are things that Chelsea don't actually think about. These are things that probably Manchester United may not think about. So these are these are things that I think the big clubs can't offer that Brighton can, and that will always be the sell. And it helps we've got a magic man like Deserby to help them as a bit of a father figure. Mm. And get yourself a good agent, Bush. Done. Yeah. Don't use Caicedo's agent. Yeah. Bank yeah. a bunch of money and leave. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah, that's an interesting final part of the podcast. I quite enjoy talking about that sort yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, that was good. I don't think it really gets spoken about a lot. Um, cool yeah unbelievable 5-0 win uh, roll on to the next game which is oh we got Fulham midweek is it Fulham or is that next is that the next that's the next game right um, Fulham's so, next Saturday yeah. Saturday after so we've got Everton next I can't wait to smash them because I've got a reason why and um, they really deserve it. Um, but yeah, I will, honestly, 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 that video, I will love it if we beat them. Please, please beat them. That's all I'm going to say. Um, please beat Everton. That's what I'm putting out there. Love yeah, it. We, we've got, yeah, Everton on Saturday. Wolves then on the Wednesday in the FA Cup. And then, yeah, Fulham away on the Saturday, 2nd of March. So that will be some good games to be fair and hopefully we proceed in going further in the FA Cup uh, Maz Ryan thank you for joining me um, like and subscribe comment it? down below how mental is it that Brighton sorry how mental is it comment this that Brighton are winning 5-0 in the Premier League away from home and we're just going about it like it's normal now yeah, it's true. just think about that for Did a minute say that insane actually I don't care if they're 10 men don't care if they're bottom of the league Brighton win 5-0 in the Premier League just, away from home just quickly mental is that our best we're ever just, like normal was, about it is that our best ever result, result in a Premier League game uh, away away yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah we so, beat yeah. Wolves when it's 6 Wolves at home yeah it's Wolves 6 yeah that's home yeah, yeah. Mm. alright so comments nice. also below just put Ashworth in capital letters and then loads of snake emojis because he's done it again he's done it again Ashworth Cashworth has done it yeah, again yeah Dan Cashworth that's great alright nice one we'll see you very soon peace The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.